We've done a lot of shit outdoors. Speaking of outdoors. Speaking of outdoors. Also, move your mic a little closer. That'll help. A little yeah, closer. Yeah, yeah, baby. You like that? You like that? So, so anyways, we got Sebastian Solinsky on a chill invitation working title. Um, <laughs> Sponsored by? Uh, sp- yep. Thank you. Oh, yeah. I just want to give a shout out to our sponsors. Um, Birkenstock and uh, Chicken Coop. Yep. Um, for all your needs. Uh, we actually have new sponsors, so it's actually pretty cool. Uh, Birkenstock is the number one sought-after club in the United States of America. Uh, pretty pretty crazy there. Yeah, you probably haven't heard of it. Um, no. It's so exclusive that typically they only let like one person in at a time. Um, yeah. Yeah, but if you're lucky enough to get in, it's it's a life-changing experience. It's cool. There's actually one girl at the door. She's been there since the genesis of this place, and, like, the second that you walk in, uh, like, you people wait in line for hours, and, like, the second that you walk up, she'll just say, nope, 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 you can come in, but they only let one person in, two people on a good night. Yeah. Drinks are $17,000 each, which is crazy, but. Yeah, but they're pretty good. It's worth it. Yeah. They have a full uh, massage table there. Um, I heard that most people just come in just to get turned down. Like, that's why they yeah, go. Yeah, they do. That's part of the experience. It's like, you know those restaurants where they call you an asshole? Yeah. Yeah. So this is like a club where they call you an asshole. So, yeah. So we appreciate them for supporting the uh, podcast. You. And then, you know, the coop. Chicken coop. Yep. Chicken coop is on, uh, oh, I forget the address. Yeah, that's all right. We we can we, we'll fill that in. Anyways, later. check out Chicken Coop in Park Heights. Uh, use code promo code Joey got uh, blank and you get fifteen percent off. Yeah, all chicken. Yep, and if you use code Seabass, you actually get sixteen percent off. I don't know why, I don't know why they did that. Yeah, they that's just kind of fucked. I think you're from Baltimore or something. I know that was kind of rude, but yeah. whatever. It's fine. It's they're still a, they're still a proud sponsor. Yep. So we will take what we can get. So welcome, welcome to the chill invitation where there's a hornet flying around us and wind all around us too. Oh God, that <laughs> hornet was close. It's like there's always bees trying to attack us. I know. We whenever do we things. do a podcast, what number of podcasts is this that we've done together? This is four, I think. Four, three, or four. Okay. Uh, okay. You've been on once. You were here. Sorry for the wind, everybody. Um, but once you were on, the first time you were on was where was the first time? I don't know. I just know we've done some in Sarasota. We've done Greenpoint. We've done New Paltz. New Paltz. Uh, now Baltimore, I guess. Yeah. Wow. We're really taking this on the road. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, use promo code Chicken Coop at checkout. Big fat lips. Big fat lips. Uh, yeah. Joey got playing was last year's code. Darn it. Big fat lips. Fifteen percent off. Seabass. Sixteen percent off. Yeah. Um. What a Great. I haven't seen Seabass in uh, I haven't seen Seabass in nine months, probably prior to this, and I got here a couple of days ago, three days ago. Seabass was in Scotland. Yes, I was. Scotland. Uh, yeah. W- what a what a long, strange trip that was. Yep. Um, I remember. I don't think we did a podcast right before I left, but we did I think leave. We did. We did. Uh, oh yeah, but in Newport. Yeah. No, I don't, no, 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 no. We did. Did did we do one in Florida after? We should our trip? stop smoking so much weed. Yeah, we should. Um, we did something. Does anything? Did, did we do anything? Yeah, did Did this trip happen? Did I wake up this morning? Did yesterday happen? I don't know. Is anything real? I don't know. Are you gay? Yes. 
I knew it. I Some knew it. I knew it. <laughs> Some things never change in this world or the next. That was us trying to uh, bring back a really natural moment that happened this morning. <laughs> that, that exact conversation, just a little more natural and a lot more funny. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, I decided to go to Skyland for school because, like, you know, what else was I supposed to do? Mm-hmm. Um, and I jokingly say that. I will have Sterling forever, but never again. Uh, Sterling, Scotland is kind of mid. It's like a bad girlfriend you learned from. Yeah, exactly. It was definitely a relationship. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of lot of great takeaways. Um, but would I would I ever go back for any extended period of time? Uh, hard no. Um, <laughs> but I will say the experience, nonetheless, you know, fucking changed me forever, good and bad, and. Um, you know, good uh, cultural experience. Bad. I smoked cigarettes. Um, Siggy Siggy Seabass came to the states. At least I'm not smoking ports. There was that you one, time at, one time, <laughs> time at the wedding. One time at the wedding. It's all I could port. get. All right. <laughs> um, but uh, it also led me to um, countries I had been before and got to experience again in my own countries that I had never been and got to experience with. Uh, loved ones and people and uh, it was just absolutely crazy I don't even know where to begin it's like how do you how do you recount well, a year I feel like just you going there even like I kept saying this half jokingly half seriously but I'm like yeah Sebastian's is going to school uh, back to school because he just he just needs to realize he's dope like oh. everyone else realizes it you just need to realize it for yourself and I think I've uh, even in just nine months I've seen a really cool change you know you're really excited to do stuff on your own and uh and explore places you haven't been and sort of get over. Cause there's always that stress and anxiety of change, moving, travel, whatever it is. But like you said yesterday, it reminded me, I'm like, Oh man, I guess I haven't really like out, you know, out of the country traveled in a while because when you do that, you were saying like you, you can't, um, uh, like it seems so impossible. The more time that goes by, you're like, Oh, I could never go to Italy right now and live there or London or somewhere. But then once you actually just take the trip and you're, you're there, you're like, Oh, I, I could live here. You know, you got, you got like, it seems so far away when you're, when you're in the States, but like flash cut, you were just in Scotland two weeks ago. You know? Yeah. Oh no, it totally like, seems. Oh, I could live here. I wouldn't want to. Yeah, no, I could. I don't want to. <laughs> I could. I did. Um, yeah, the idea before I left of, of traveling alone um, or, yeah, living in another country seemed like just not uh, in this reality. Just didn't seem like a real thing. And, um, and yeah, now I'm, I'm, you know, I got to say the funniest thing was all year, and Joey can attest to this, mm-hmm. all year I complained about it. The, there's, there's nothing hot about Sterling Scotland. <laughs> not the weather, not the food, not the bitches. Um <laughs> And rude. Ah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, bitches. Um, <laughs> I have a sensitive audience. <laughs> <laughs> and um, all I could think about was coming back and seeing my friends and family and, and having food that they put salt in. And <laughs> um, and yeah, just, just being back and, and moving back to New York and, and really going back at it. But of course, as soon as it gets to those last couple of days, you're like, I don't want to go yet. I just got comfortable i like just figured this place out and you know even moving anywhere where i've been you know the first year of florida was stupid Mm -hmm. first year of new york was miserable yeah um so how how second (laughs) and the third and the fourth (laughs) (coughs) 
So that's a, that's a six. Um, and, uh, yeah, and now exactly as soon as I'm ready to leave, um, I didn't want to come back. And so I think now I'm trying to plan on, on moving back, which is I never, ever thought would be the case. Not a Sterling. Um, well, Sebastian's in love. I am in love. He That's found a girl. You know that song? He found a girl in London. Da, da, da. He is so in love. Da, da, da. I don't think this is a real song. Gonna move from Baltimore to London for a girl. Dun, dun, dun. But also personal growth. <laughs> <laughs> You don't know that song? I don't. I haven't heard that one before. Oh, that's weird. All right, just came. It was on. really specific, though. <laughs> I know, dude. They write songs about everything these yeah. days. Um, Use promo code Big Fat Lips. Right, yeah, uh, <laughs> promo code Big Fat Lips. Fifty percent off. Um, I did meet a girl uh, in London, and um, uh, of course, you know, with only within the last two weeks did we meet, and um, LA, you're the dopest human being I've probably ever encountered. Um, I mean, you know, besides yeah. Joey, of course. Cock. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. What a room, you two. Uh, yeah, and, you know, I'm really excited <laughs> to explore that uh, relationship and that whole adventure. And, um, yeah, if it takes place in London, then it takes place in London. Um, I mean, I think she, again, regardless of expectations with any of that, it's like, it's beautiful now, but I think the bigger picture that I appreciate, I'm like, oh, cool. It's getting you like, hey, maybe there's something on the other side I can go to. I'm not just alone. There's someone there. And again, if it's going to, when it does work out or whatever happens in life, because life happens, like, she, I'm sure she, uh, LA, can't wait to meet you. Come to Baltimore. Come to Florida. St. Pete has 500,000 people. Um, I'll come to London. Um, but it's you know, regard it gets you there, which is just so cool too. It's like an addition. So it's like you're not really going wrong anyway, going towards that, you know. Yeah. Uh, but you do raise a good point, and there's something that I I was maybe not struggling with, but the only reason I went to Scotland was because of a girl. Yep. I can back that up a little bit, and I maybe I don't know if I've talked about this on another podcast. So if I this came up again, I'm sorry. I'm gonna just glance, gloss over it. See, just got kidnapped by a woman. Oh, this umbrella just almost flew out of the table. Um, but yeah, I got kidnapped um, by a woman, um, and she lives in Puerto Rico. And I went to Puerto Rico, and her whole goal in life was to become a professor. Uh, she wanted to get her master's, and she was dead set on going to a school called University of Stirling uh, in Stirling, Scotland, and pretty much convinced me uh, to go as well. And I was also in a place where I didn't really feel like I had that kind of due north where I was heading towards. I knew things weren't didn't feel right, and I was looking for some answers, and it kind of presented itself in a master's program for international journalism, which over the years has become a really big passion of mine. Mm-hmm. And um, so it all made sense, and I was uh, applying and, and writing essays and getting letters of recommendation and applying for visas to go to this school, and then we had the most <coughs> toxic, disgusting eruption of a breakup ever and she yeah kicked me out of her place in Puerto Rico a couple of days with within being there and I was out on the streets yep and she's like and if you leave I'll kill you yeah so it was a it was a very interesting time but uh despite all that I still decided to go to Sterling and and pursue what I set out to do uh didn't know if she'd be on the other side or not I was hoping not and <laughs> uh 
Oh, Luckily, yeah, she, she, she wasn't. Yeah. I know, right? And um, in the best way possible, all of that shit and all that craziness led me to um, a degree, and it led me to adventure, and it led me to uh, my new love. So, all right. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you right there. I'm just sensing a theme. Pussy leads to power. Okay. See. Wow, I didn't, you know, I'll be honest, that's not where I thought you were going to take that. Oh, really? Where did you think I was going to take that? Um, I thought you were probably going to call me a cuck, I think. No. I saying, you know, some people, find your due north. For you, it's pussy. Pussy's power. It, uh, it gets you to all different places. And uh, no, I mean, I mean, obviously, sexuality has a uh, uh, effect on, all, on a lot of decisions. Dare I say all decisions? But uh, almost all. Uh, yeah, it's like, you know, when you wake up in the morning, you're like, oh, which pair of jeans has a better chance of getting me laid? Yeah. These are these. But then also comes into the question, too, like, hey, what jeans do I feel the most comfortable in that will get me laid? But what do I feel the most comfortable in, too? That's fair. That's a good point. There's different ways to approach putting on jeans. Yeah. <laughs> I like I like one leg at a time. <laughs> that's just me. Oh, I do too. You just jump in them? I do my uh, three, actually, technically, if you know what I'm saying, Wink. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> but um, that's how you know we got high. We're laughing at dumb <laughs> jokes. Um, do you want to hit this or you want to put it back? Yeah, no, I'll hit it. Um, yeah, so the that, that that was crazy. So that ended you in Scotland. And then for the past, like for pretty much the, like right when you got there, it was really funny because I remember when you were leaving, you came, you really, <laughs> you, you didn't have a ticket to leave a week before you left for Scotland. Oh, you were yeah. in Florida. We tripped Molly. And beautiful. beautiful we're talking time. with my dad, not on Molly. And uh, he's like, <laughs> what did he say? He was like, uh, He's like, oh, he's like, okay, that's really cool. You're gonna study journalism. He's like, how many, uh, how many people are in the school? You're like, I don't know. <laughs> You're like, is there a surrounding town? Like, do you have pl- ways to get, you know, get around? You're like, mm, yeah, probably. Uh, <laughs> You're like, probably something there. Yeah. <laughs> I was wrong about that. <laughs> there was nothing there and no way to get around. <laughs> but it was just funny because you know that's what I appreciate about you too is like you're sort of willing to go head for or balls first uh and into something and donkey dick first donkey dick first um and uh yeah you know that that it led to a lot of things i remember when you first arrived there too like there's my little sister was talking yesterday when we were hanging out with her and she was saying uh how like when she did a study abroad program they did a class they had to take a class before they went everyone who went on and were, they were like so this is going to be the stages of traveling and when you get to a place you're going to miss people. You're going to miss your friends. You're going to miss your house. You're going to miss your bed. You're going to miss these things. I mean, kind of self-explanatory for basically adults almost. But at the same time, uh, you know, it's like a, it's a good reminder because like when you do land a place, it's always the transitions. It's when you walked in your door here in Baltimore or when you got to Scotland or when, you know, you left and came back. And um, yeah, it's always those little, those those moments that are like i remember when i was in croatia i landed from norway i left from norway and then i went to croatia and i got sick on the plane and i had to just like walk out of an airport at like 11 p.m at night in the middle of bosnia and i was like i I don't i don't uh uh 
this should be here. I'm like rolling out with a suitcase and it's like pitch dark and I just walk into a neighborhood because I had looked up like maybe there's a hotel there. And so I'm just walking through and there's dogs barking. I'm like, I could just get mugged or robbed or killed here. It's so late at night. I get into the hotel room and there's like Wi-Fi and I'm just sitting in this like hotel room where like the AC is broken. It's like so hot. And uh, it was just, I was sick. And it's like, you just, you feel so alone. I remember the first text message I did or I like called somebody and I could hear their voice and it sounded like, it's like you have like a cup against the wall. You hear them like, oh my God, they're there. They're actually there. And it's like, but then you hang up the phone and I remember that feeling immediately after I talked to Sierra, my girlfriend at the time, and you hang up the phone and you're like, oh wow, I'm really alone here. Oh yeah, that actually reminds me, I mean, of so many things, um, but the first night I was in Scotland, um, our Wi-Fi went out oh. in the house. It was only out for a couple hours, but I don't think I'd ever felt more alone in than in those hours of which I was in a completely new place for the first time, just dropped my stuff down. All I wanted to do was kind of reach out to something familiar uh, back home, and I physically couldn't. Yeah. There was no way. Like, I just could not reach out to anybody, how dependent we are on Wi-Fi. Um, and, yeah, I, I can very much relate to that feeling. I didn't even know where I was living when I got on the plane. I barely knew my address. Uh, it was, you know, and for me, I was like, oh, well, you know, I I, I – I never even thought twice about it. I was like, oh, I'll figure it out. Once once I land, I'll figure it out. And I think my mom said to me, she was like, I have absolutely no idea how you moved to a different country and got on the plane and did not know where you'd be sleeping that night. Yeah. And I was like, okay, when you say it like that, yeah, it does sound a little crazy. I mean, you kind of had an idea. You're like, if I can get here, I can sleep there. But you're like, I don't know how to get there. I don't know how to get there. And exactly like, you Which know. Which is one step above, you're like. I don't know where I'm sleeping. I haven't done that yet, actually. that's Yeah, I didn't even realize. It was a Sunday, I think. Um, I had class the next day, and someone said, oh, yeah, uh, the, the accommodations offices are closed on Sundays. Like, <laughs> like I was like, oh, well, this is going to be tricky. <laughs> I need to get my key. Where am I going to get my key from when the office is closed? Luckily, there was, like, I, I hit, I mean, this always happens. I go in completely unprepared to every single travel experience I've ever been on. And somehow uh, I find myself uh, being met with a string of of good luck, a string of, like, um, helpful strangers uh, that, honestly, I have everything to thank for getting one place to the, to the next. And a nice taxi driver, um, you know, uh, a random person. It's just, it, it's it's crazy how you do get from one place to the next. I've learned a lot of tricks. Yeah. Um, you know, one of them being... You get, you know, you land in the airport. First thing you, you got to do is figure out where you're going. Second thing you want to do is ask somebody, hey, yeah. how do I get to this train station? They tell you. Then you say, okay, you, thank you. You forget. You forget. Go to the next person. You, yeah. <laughs> but, but, I, but I literally will go to five people because. They each have a different. They each have a different yeah. method of getting there. And I see which method comes up the most times. And that one seems like, okay, this is the best. Mm -hmm. You know, three out of five people said do this. So I will do that. Uh, you know. Whereas before, maybe I just said, I walked to the first person, hey, where's this? And I've done that. And they've sent me on fucking wild goose chases yeah. through fucking countries getting <laughs> to where I'm supposed to be. And someone says, how'd you get here? And I say, oh, well, someone told me this. And they're like, why would you ever do that? You, all you got to do is go on the corner, yeah. hop on this train, and you, you know. Uh, so, yeah, I think full of little tricks and. and yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Sorry, I didn't mean it. 
Oh no, I wasn't interrupted. Oh yeah, no, I was saying is like that's the thing also. Like if you're if you're scared to talk to people, like it's gonna be kinda hard to travel. Like I know you and I, most almost everybody loves to help people. When we lived in the city, if someone asked me directions, I'm like, Oh yeah, yeah, let me get you. Are you yeah, like, do you feel like you feel like you're such a part of, of the yeah. city at that point, you know what the hell's going you on. You hear it down the subway track, you're like I should probably check that out. You're yeah. like walking by. You're like, oh, by the way, miss, you don't want to take the A to the C. You want to take the uh, Z to the D. Drink. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but um, yeah, it's like that's part of it too. And like my friend, Co- you know, Cody. Cody was saying like in the city once, his phone completely like died, and he had to get to a place for like work to drop off something, and uh, he had to like ask people directions. And he ended up talking to this guy, and he had a really interesting story, and he gave him a little tidbit or something, and then. He asked another person or something. He talked to them, and he's like, how much do you miss when, like, everything is so centralized down to your phone? You can just do anything. That's what the beautiful thing about travel is, too. Like, when, especially when you're with somebody is when you don't have service other than Wi-Fi. Because you're just like, you don't use your phone. There's just no reason to. And then you're so uh, rooted in the life there, and you're trying to learn, like you said. Like, learn, hey, what's the best way to get here? What's the best way to get there? Um, but, yeah. Well, no, I think that's also, I spent a year uh, without my phone, essentially, and that was just out of laziness. All I had to do was go to a to a, a Vodafone or a gift gaff, whatever the fucking Euro cell services are, and switch out my SIM card uh, from my, you know, American Verizon, whatever, to whatever else. I n- I've never done that when I travel, never. No, and, and, you know, it would cost me, I think, they said $10 a day if I was to use the, like, travel, oh, yeah. whatever. Which again, that doesn't seem so bad, but ten dollars a day—that's like a lot of fucking money. Yeah. Uh, so I just opted to not use my phone unless it was on Wi-Fi. So, um, yeah, I spent a year in a different country with only Wi-Fi, so I could only make calls uh, in my depressing bedroom or at like McDonald's or at yeah. these free Wi-Fi spots. And by the end of the, the year, I knew every single place. Yeah. I could stand outside of a Domino's yeah. in the corner and get Wi-Fi. I knew all the Wi-Fi spots and we could just kind of check in periodically. And it was um, a lot more detached way. But I you know, once you get used to that, and again, you are kind of relying on people. I do love that, um, talking to people. It's, you know, I think it's the reason why... I do journalism in the first place is just to have an excuse to go up to complete strangers mm-hmm. and kind of um, uh, dabble in their differences for for you know however however long they they give me. I think that. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. And I was just gonna say that the the, the photos, the photo is is the end product, but it's never the end goal. Yeah. And I think that they're just honestly serve as proof that that moment happened yeah. that when I go back and tell somebody, Oh, I met so-and-so and they said this, this is what they look like. Just you, so you yeah. know what happened is there's like actual physical proof, but otherwise it really, for me is about, is about that moment when you are sitting like we're doing now, just across from each other, uh, talking and, and sharing a moment and that shit's invaluable. Like that's yeah. The reason why I do anything travel. It's all right. Okay. Well, fair. I'm just being honest. That's cool. Uh, I don't know. Uh, so awkward whenever you like say things and other people have to say things back you don't know them you don't know them you're getting directions you have a beautiful moment you end up staying at their house and they're just awesome people and you learn a lot from them and you're like i've got it pretty good and then you go back and you realize like i still have it pretty good where the hell are you going (laughs) i don't know (laughs) Uh, no i was actually gonna i was gonna agree with you it's uh and i think that actually started personally for me like and i've probably could say for you too is like 
that just started with a camera too. Like I always loved talking to people anyways, but then once I had a camera in my hand, like what I was 18 or 19 when I probably started doing photography, like it just gave me an excuse to go up and be like, Hey, can I take your picture? And like, sometimes it was not even about the picture. You're like, I just want to meet this person. The picture could be cool, but like exactly what you're saying. It's like the experience. It's an excuse. Like the little camera in your hand is like an excuse to go up to somebody. Cause if I was going up to somebody almost without the camera, it's kind of like, what do you want? Why are you talking to me? Yeah. Or, or, you know, what's this little kid coming? Like I'm someone kid, I'm 20 years old, but uh, you know, what's this, what's this dude coming up to me for? But once you're going to have a camera, I think people, whether they want their photo taken or not, um, they, there's like a purpose. Yeah. Oh, I have a camera. I, you know, you struck me. Let's chat. Let's, you know, can I take your photo? Um, without that, I don't think I would be as bald. And it's still nervous when I do have the camera, but I don't know if I would be as confident. I think I, uh, yeah, that would be about about right when i picked up the cameras around well i started a little bit before i started to approach women cody when i was like i learned like 20 years old very late cody's like hey you just gotta like go up and talk to them like just you don't have to just like wait what are you doing and i was like oh shit you can just go up and talk to women or like and then i was and i always did it with people anyways but uh but then yeah it's like same thing like you know, we, we were, when we first picked up the camera too, like part of it was like, oh, we could go take pictures of women or just meet women. Who knows? And then you meet just crazy people, <laughs> but, um, including us, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's its own little talent and it's a, it's your own way to explore a city or a place where you're in. Like, that's what they say when you travel, like they, they, they say you can even play like little games with yourself that actually just make the day more fun when you travel alone. Like you can, for instance, follow a color, like pick a color that day and follow it and see where that's, it lands. I didn't you. think, yeah, that's cool. Or even like, so he says like, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, blah, 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 blah. he was on Ari Shafir's podcast. He's like Hunter Matz, I think. Yeah. He's like a travel writer, like an older, and he like travels so much. Um, he also said like when you have a device to, to explore the city or an art so he's like you know he sat down with somebody who's a skateboarder he's like oh they travel or i think he might have skateboarded at the time and he's like i was in paris and all of a sudden instead of just hanging out around here i approached the skateboarders i saw they took me to spots i would never ever go mm-hmm. to and hang out with people i would never see like and you get to explore a city so so much deeper yeah i think um you know i think the uh, the landmarks and the sites are are important, I guess, in in some way. But they've never been, you know, the thing I I go after when I go yeah. to a city. I never try to get in line for you know the Eiffel Tower, or whatever else. And okay, I have been on it. I've done it. <laughs> um, but that's never the goal. And I'm just always trying to find yeah the 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 dive bar where I can meet the bartender who tells me yeah check out these spots or check out this thing and meet this or meet this person or here's my contact if you need anything you know I just try to navigate and and try to find those really obscure um, really rich uh, parts of the city that 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 are un- un- unexplored um, when I was traveling with an ex years ago uh, we had this deal that during daylight hours, she chose the plans. Uh-huh. She she picked out what what we did, and she was the I think 
type A traveler who mm. like was like, okay, I want to go to the Louvre, I want to go to the Eiffel Tower, I want to go to the Arc de Triomphe, I want to do all these things, and I'm like, oh, okay, like that sounds great. But then once sunset happened and it was nighttime, it was my turn <laughs> to pick. And I mean, that wasn't bad for me because typically what I find doing or what I like to do happens at night anyway. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, we would just, I would just drag her into random bars. I would just see something that looked interesting. We'd walk in and we'd, we'd hear something that sounded interesting and I would follow it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we found like rappers in a park. We oh, cool. we found uh, this amazing rockabilly themed pub where I met actually friends I still have today. When I went back to Paris while I was in Europe, I, I met up with them again. It's like all these amazing experiences. And when I think honestly, I'm not going to speak for anybody, but I think when we both look back at that trip, we think about those moments. Yeah. We don't think about, you know, oh, we saw this, we saw that, we stood outside the loop, whatever. Um, we we talk about the the cool experience yeah. that, that we shared with, like, genuine people or, or, or places or things. Um, so, you know, uh, there's no wrong way to do it, but uh, do it my way or you're not doing or it the right way. <laughs> That's how it works out here in these streets. Uh, use promo code Big Fat Lips at the coop <laughs> for fifteen percent off, please. Um, <laughs> so now we're in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. That's where our sponsorships came from. That was crazy. I can't believe we actually got those. Uh, but we, um, I mean, thank you guys, by the way. Uh, but uh, we, <laughs> we <laughs> but yeah, we're here. We tripped some Molly the other day. That's been. Uh, oh yeah, let's get into that. Yeah, we're yeah. We're skipping ahead a little bit. See, I said a bunch of travels. We'll probably get back to that. But we tripped Molly the other day. Well, we went to our uh, our late friend's aunt's wedding, and that was really fun. That's where Seabass ran into a Newport. Um, <laughs> it was really <laughs> it was really fast. Uh, the ceremony because uh, it kind of started a little later, and the room was only open to like the the um, actual reception room was only open till like seven, seven or something. So we 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 got in there at like four thirty or four or something, and uh, it, so it, it flew by. But it was so nice to see everybody, and uh, that was really sweet. See, best came all the way from Scotland. I came from Florida, and it was just really nice. You know, it was. Uh, I have never I've never been to a wedding like that. Yeah, no, it it was. I bought donkey dick in the parking lot. Donkey dick in the parking lot. Yeah, no, it it was it was quick, fast, and dirty. Um, but it, it's always great to to see them, and I feel so welcomed by their family. And yeah. I've been able to watch all of them grow, not just the the children. You know, everybody is is maturing and, and yeah. developing into just. I mean, they've always been the most beautiful human beings. But I'm so fortunate to be able to, you know, again, bring the camera and and kind of totally capture these moments as they happen and, and no and offense see the growth yeah what's the up? camera helps us a lot because we were and sorry to interrupt but we were the uh pr- we were the, like the only white people there i think there was probably 60 70 oh there's one other i think it was one yeah 60 and not that that's like even a problem but you definitely you, you'd start to empathize a little bit for you know other people sometimes you're like oh wow like i, I mean i'm so comfortable around all of, uh, their whole family and everything but i don't know everybody but it is it is crazy to be like you know one of three white people in an entire room. Yeah, no, I mean that's just obviously as white people, that's not something that we typically experience. But just naturally, what we do, we just talk to anyone, anyways, and then we have our cameras and like everyone, we all like love each other, and it's so cool. We can take pictures of each other and just hang out, and all the kids want to take pictures and like. Yeah, and we're showing now that the kids are are even getting interested in photography yeah. and and asking to hold the cameras, and you know I was 
directing Odella, who was the the bride. I was like, oh, stand under this chandelier and look up into the light and do all this thing. And then I uh, gave my camera to this little girl, Ava. She's, I think she's nine, I think now. Mm-hmm. Um, I met her when she was, what, four or something. Yeah. Um, and she said, okay, Sebastian, like, go under the chandelier and look up into She said exactly what, you know, what I was telling Odella, and it was so crazy to see that, like, that so directly. Totally. Um, so it's a beautiful thing. The, the, the camera brings us together, and um, then the next day we went to uh, one of my, but even our, our favorite spots um, in Maryland, which is a place called Pot Rocks. Mm-hmm. I, spent, I did a photo series last summer. Um, it really is just a river with giant boulders. Uh, it's like a mile into the woods. Uh, so you get the park and and uh, you know and walk this trail to this. Um, picture, yeah. picture people as human sea lions just sitting on the rocks getting drunk. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and and it's just, it, it is this really lawless pocket. Yeah. In the woods where anything goes. It's like forty minutes in, like no cops gonna come out there. Not that far. No. Uh, and you can tell because people just are rolling fucking fat blunts and drinking out of bottles, handles of vodka. We tripped Molly there. Yeah, we fucking rolled face. Uh, and uh, yeah, that was uh, keep going. Sorry. No, and and I think it always just I think because of that it attracts uh, a really interesting eclectic group of people. People come with their families. Uh, people come to fish. Uh, people come to get fucked up. People come to relax. It's it's a really beautiful little place. Um, so we did some Molly there the other day, and I think that was an amazing kind of bookend because days before I left for Scotland, Joey and I tripped Molly together in Florida as this send-off. Yeah, that was the last time I, I did it. I was like, yeah. yeah. And then, as soon as I got back, uh, we kind of bookended this this experience uh, with another Molly trip together. Yeah. And it was so crazy and fun. <laughs> like, the second we got there, I had a ukulele in my hands. I looked like a traveling salesman. And, we <laughs> and someone's like, uh, there was like a group of like younger kids. They're probably like early twenties. They were, and they were like, oh, "Is that a ukulele?" I'm like, "Yeah." I'm like, "Like, that's nice, you know." So like, "Oh, cool. That's so sweet." And we're like, we go find our spot because the Molly's gonna kick in probably thirty minutes. So yeah, like, we had popped it right before we walked into the woods. Yeah, let's hang out. Let's chill. Two girls come over from the woods, and one of them had some. uh meat on her chest and uh no <laughs> jesus Christ. no i mean they were just very beautiful women you know or like the first one was and uh they come through and they sit next to us and they're the ones with the the handle of vodka and we're like oh cool you know they're coming to join us me and Sebastian are just talking <laughs> she said something about being like oh no i'm like i'm just like dirty and traveling all the time or something she's like you're a dirty whore <laughs> we're like already I swear, belligerent at yeah. this point. I don't know how. I don't know how they got there. Uh, already belligerent, yeah. And I made some comment to Joey as as they approached with this handle of vodka. I was like, oh, they're looking to get fucked up today. Yeah. And sure as shit, in 30 minutes. They broke the bottle so they couldn't get more fucked up. But thank, thank God, God. Yeah. yeah, because that would, I mean, already was dangerous. But Seabass C- says, uh, or they're like, uh, he's like, hey, what, what's your guy's name? She's like, I'm Penelope and this is Daffodil. That's our stripper names. And I was like. Oh man, he's like I'm sea bass, and she's like sea bass. That's sexy. You must have a big cock. <laughs> I was like, uh, I don't, uh, I don't know where you got. I mean, you're I, not wrong. I don't I, know where you got uh, that it's, from. It's just, though. Bass was like, I do, but like <laughs> that's a weird way to open to this like interaction. Like we should have a hi. Um, yeah, what? what how yeah, you what's doing? up? 
Straight for the big cock, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Straight for the donkey dick, always. And then we start, you know, tripping uh Yeah, we start more. coming up, yeah. Yep. And and then, like, the group, they're, like, coming down in this little la- the, like, of inflatable the group, Yeah, the, 20, the younger. Yeah, the younger kids who, who were like, hey, ukulele, whatever. And they start coming down. Like, two of them came down, and they're like, hey, what are you guys doing? Like, completely different vibe. They're like, you should come join us. Oh, you got splits? We got splits, too. Like, let's go. Oh, we want to hear you play the ukulele. We're like, all right, cool. This is so nice. So inviting, yeah. Yeah. And then... A younger group of young douches came, just absolutely blurgering too. They were like probably eighteen to yeah. They shouldn't 20. have been drinking. They shouldn't have been drinking. And uh, <laughs> then, like, we go to hang out with the 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 younger group of kids. And there's uh, a girl, Catherine, we met, and Shannon, and this guy, Matt. They were all so nice and like inviting. And then the drunk douche comes over and starts like. Men have no tact either. Like they're 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 so sloppy like relax dude relax you're meeting someone for the first time like i get you're drunk but like be a little respectful jesus he's like leaning on the girl that we're talking to and we're like all right hey captain you want to sit next to us like and she's like oh actually yeah and like she's like thank you so much like whatever because he was just so lame but then so they leave and then we're like all right cool they left kind of fast that was so sweet like they were talking to us and just being so nice and uh we were singing songs and um and then we go back to the uh, our original spot. All of our stuff is there, and the boy drink girls are there. J- I'll, I'll let you pick up after this because this is. Yeah, I don't really even know where. Uh, Can I pee really quickly? Yeah. Uh, so back on. Close. Close to being back on. Now we're back on. Now, now we're back on. Actually, wait. Now we're back on. Oh, now we're back yeah. on. Okay, um, so the girls. Yeah, these girls were. <laughs> We come back to them. So we come back to the girls, and first thing they say is, we saw you were smoking over there. Oh, yeah. I thought you said you were going to smoke us down. And I was like, I can roll another spliff. She's like, I have a blunt, but it's falling apart. And, like, she had sloppily licked her stripper tongue onto this. She was a stripper, she said. But she got fired because she bought everyone drinks. She was too nice, she said, and she uh, ended up owing the house money. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so awesome person. Um, and <laughs> yeah, then she's like, "Yeah, and smoke with us." And we're like, oh. "Well, that was intentional." Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we were, you know, decided to be the bigger person, and we rolled another spliff, and you know, we're smoking, and uh, we we passed the the, the spliff and classic oh yeah classic uh rookie mistake she takes it takes a hit starts a story yep uh check uh starts, doesn't take a hit doesn't take a hit check uh just leaves the yeah, check leaves the the the, the spliffs just smoldering in her hand check, check. <laughs> uh she ashes on herself check that's two checks <laughs> um <laughs> And then, and then you, and then you see her keep continually. Sebas had to interject. That at that point in a court of law, you have to interject. And he's like, "Hey, why don't you pass it down?" Reluctant pass back. Check. Check. Yeah. Uh, really, the worst person to smoke with. Yeah. The um, other girl's like, "I don't smoke." Meanwhile, yeah. She can't well, stand. Yeah. Exactly. Thank God she couldn't smoke because <laughs> I would feel so terrible. Um, meanwhile, yeah, the other girl, Daffodil is sitting in a mud puddle splashing about rubbing mud on her legs laughing uh her 
socks and Converse's are both. Well, we, we, really quickly before we get there, we we forgot that we we were like, hey, we're gonna go for a walk. Can you guys? We also forgot that the deuce bags. Came I know that's when we came back. That's when they they came back. So we, we were like, hey, we're gonna go for a walk. They're like, okay. We're like, can we? You mind watching our stuff? They're like, I mean, I guess if you want us to. I'm like, thank you. Like Jesus. Okay, those are not the people you want to run into when you're traveling. And, uh, or on Molly. Yeah, so we go for a walk. We have such a nice conversation, a little heart-to-heart. And then we come back, and we just hear yelling from this belligerent girl. She's like, no, go away from her. And, like, she, uh, we walk up, and there, the young drunk douche was, like, young there with his other friend, who is still drunk, but a, just a way cuckier version of him, so he wasn't really doing anything. And he's, like, trying to get in Daffodil's, like, face or something. And then the drunk girl, Penelope, grabs his hat and throws it off. And he's like, dead ass, dead ass, don't touch me. Dead ass, don't touch me. Dead ass, dead ass, don't touch me. And I was like, and I'm on Molly. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, the first time, it's nice. You're like, okay, I can help out in this situation, I think. And, like, I walked in. I was like, yo, bro, like, wh- what are you saying to her? And, like, he repeats. And I'm like, I'm like, are you okay, ma'am? Or I was like, do you want to get away? And she's like can't really comprehend what i'm saying like do you want him to get away like what do you and she's like yeah i do and i was like all right bro they're just drunk like let's just go away and he just he walks away and he's yeah but then they're, i'm like yeah no, no no i get it man they're they're drunk as fuck i get it bro and then i separate them and i was like that was a job well done that felt good i was like that was that was nice and then yeah we get back and uh the girl can barely even speak or walk. Uh, the the daffodil. She's like, I mean, she can speak, but she's like getting up. She needed help getting up. I like grabbed her, and uh, yep. Then she came to the mud puddle. Yeah, was splashing the mud puddle, rubbing mud on herself, pissing on herself. Uh, just quite the quite the scene. So drunk. Uh, we rubbing mud on her legs, laughing. Yes, yeah, shoes and socks, totally soaked. She looked happy. Uh, yeah, she looked happy, but also like a hot mess. A happy hot mess. Yes. Um, and at that point, uh, we decide that we, we're actually running out of water because we're on Molly. Oh, yeah. And so then we offer them, hey, listen, look, it's the last of our water. I honestly think that you guys need it more than we do. Like, guys, take a drink of this. And then they were like, oh, so you can roofie us? And they're like, "You, we want to watch you drink it first. I was like, I'll take a sip. I'm mad thirsty. Yeah, sure. Like, fine. Sure. <laughs> See, it's good. Now they're, you should drink this. And... They both took a sip, but the one girl, Daffodil, couldn't even keep it in her mouth. She she poured in her mouth and was laughing while she gurgled it back. Like, she was in full childhood mode. Like, she's like, <laughs> it's like pouring down. I'm like, that's our last bit of water. What uh, the fuck? No. Yeah. And you're you're not even going to drink it. And Oh, my God. Yeah, so then they drink our last bit of water. And then they're like, so what are you going to, like, stay here with us? And like, and that was also, I think, the time when we were like, do you know what? This is not the energy we yeah. need to be around. Like, we're going to actually <laughs> we're trying to and help. go. And then the young drunk douche comes back over. Yeah. And this guy starts getting in their face again. And the one guy, <laughs> the one dude who comes over, the, the, the cucky young one. Cuck, yeah, yeah. He's like, I'm the cool guy. I'm the cool guy. As they're walking towards him, I'm like, you're not the cool guy. You're walking towards them right now when they told you to leave like 500 times. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then, uh, I don't yeah. know. Did we, did we break, did I break that up? We, the, we, oh, yeah, we intervened like, less, but, but you, but you definitely did break it up. They ended up leaving. Yeah. Molly, again, you know? like <laughs> Jesus, we just did this. Uh, so we decide to leave 
And then, of course, only as we decide to leave, they're like, "Where well, you? You just gonna pretend to care and then leave us?" I was like, "You were like, we'll check back in you in ten minutes. We'll come back. We'll check. We're just gonna go on our own for a little bit." And you're like, oh, "Okay, you act like you care. You're gonna come back in ten minutes. Just go." I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> okay. You've pushed me, my yeah. saintlyhood." <laughs> All right, that's fair. I will leave. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Good luck. Um, and we never saw him again. And we never saw him again. And, and that's worried. concerning to <laughs> yeah. this day. Yeah. You can only drive to this spot. And I don't know how they got home. I really hope they called an Uber or Me something. Too. But w- when I think of of their decision-making skills, I really don't think they did. But, hey, you know, best yeah. of luck to them. I really hope that they got home safe. Yep. She's like, I'm 29. You're, like, 15 years old. I'm like, yeah, you're fighting with that 15-year-old right now. <laughs> yeah, why are you, yeah, why are you engaging in this? But, yeah, so that was that was crazy. And then yesterday was just nice. Spending a little time with my sister. Yeah. Spent a little uh, time with your father. Broke in the new house. Your dad said something really n- You remember it like, just got really profound really fast last he night? He does it sometimes. When he gets drunk, he'll just yeah. tap into the, the, yeah. the ether for to, a minute. To higher ed. Um, and we got him pretty high, too. Higher education. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, What did he say about the darkness, though? He was like, um, do you remember last night? No. You were fucked up. I was fucked up. Uh, fuck! It was so good. Anyways, but that was really nice. Your dad always just com just commonly drops some knowledge real quick, and you're like, "Whoa!" And then it goes right back into and then just goes drunk right and stupor, yeah. and you're like, "How? Okay, where'd that come from?" Yeah. I'm gonna rape you, white boy. <laughs> <laughs> that is a quote from his dad, uh, Ed, humping me after I graduated college. <laughs> drunk. I was drunk. If I was drunk. It was fun. It was w- good fun. There was no, no... Actual rape. Yeah, there was no actual... Anyways. Um, <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> yeah, so it's been it's been so great to see you and, like, catch up. And it's been... It's quick. It was quick. quick a sleepy vacation. Yeah, I've, I've, I've been just in... You know, this whole, whole entire time you've been traveling and doing all this stuff, I've been kind of settling my roots. I'm like in St. Peter City of 500,000 people, a lot of things to do and activities. And, uh, sponsored by St. Pete. Sponsored by St. Pete uh, Brewing Company. Use big fat lips. Um, chicken Coop St. Pete. No, uh, <laughs> we, um, but yeah, it's, I, I feel like I've been there and just really kind of settling roots too and like, uh, yeah, it's nice to come together. And I've definitely noticed, like, right when we got together, there was nothing that had changed. But I do notice a difference in, like, a, but in, like, a good way. You know, we're Cigarettes? Bar- mm, Siggy, Siggy, sea bass for sure. But, yeah, so we're, like, you know, moving. Uh, yeah, we're growing with each other. It's nice. I'm sure I've changed being in trying to become a stand-up comic. Yeah, let's get into that. <laughs> so I've given up on my life, and I am becoming... An aspiring apprentice of stand-up comedy slash mentor. Doing a lot of open mics. Slash father figure. Yeah, I counted it the other day. I did probably like, I've done I think like 70 open mics. It's pretty great. Yeah. Yeah, so it's been really fun. As I've said, I'm going to just keep it, I'm going to get it on record. I've said it ad nauseum, but um, I was like, all my all my best friends, like how I get material usually is when I'm just talking to you guys on the phone, you or Ethan or Cody, and just like laughing. And I'm like, that's funny cool let me maybe there's something maybe there sometimes the the jokes will just hit you too but like it's nice to like that's sort of a cool writing process and i always say like my my closest friends are like the best comedians that just never hit the stage like for sure i mean i'll get you there yeah you know i mean for i don't uh 
you know, I don't think that's, like I said, my calling. Mm. But, I mean, w- one one night up on stage telling stupid stories, you know, could be fun time. Chicken tenders joke is a Chicken tenders joke. Yeah. We'll, we'll bust out the chicken tenders. Uh, your mom and your dad were not really the right audience at the same time. Yeah. You know what I mean? No. Joe I, and Ed. Yeah. I don't think they were. last night and I was like, could have hit better. Could have hit better. Yeah. I know what you have, though. You got gold. Thanks. Um, Thanks. you trying to wrap this up? Uh, yeah, we can wrap this up. I don't know. Yeah, no, totally. I'm down to talk, too. No, I, no, I think, I think once you feel it, I think it's a good time. Okay. Hey, dog. It's been great. Just pl- uh, plug all your, um, you know, stuff. Shit. Um, yeah, you know, if you want to continue on this journey with me outside the chill invitation, uh, you can find me at Live Cougar Bait on Instagram, L I V E C O U G A R B A I T. Uh, also, I have a website, SebastianAvery.com. Yep. Um, you can contact me via either. I'd love mm-hmm. to hear from you. Yep. And we love you guys so much. You can catch us actually at Birkenstock this weekend. Uh, and if we get in. If we get in. We might be the only two people. You guys probably won't be able to get in. We'll come out. We'll smoke a joint or two. Uh, use code Big Fat Lips at checkout, please. Uh, thanks so much for coming. Chicken Coop, you're the, you're the gun sh- bomb. You're the bomb. All right. Love y'all. Bye. <laughs>